Hi, Richard here from Short Films Teachers Love, episode one of this new series uh, with Steve Sammartino, a bonus, because uh, Steve had so many ideas that I wanted to include that I couldn't fit into the half-hour show. So we pick up the first big idea after our discussion on the short film The One Minute Time Machine and the importance of making decisions now about how we put technology to use in the future. For me, it's really important that we consider what could happen before it happens so that we can shape it. And so that, for me, was really interesting. It's don't just let the technology be, shape the technology. Yeah, yeah. And and in that, um, you are more a follower of uh, Elon Musk in terms of being a, a, an AI cautionary oh, rather than absolutely. a Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, look, it's, it's foolish. So the precautionary principle, something um, that... Nassim Taleb talks about a lot, which is let's find out what the uh, the potential issues are before we forge ahead, right? So that's really important. I don't know whether Mark Zuckerberg doesn't understand or whether he's so worried about what he's doing for his life because he has a weird perspective of the world. To him, the world is Facebook. Right? And and I'm going to say he's, he's, he's not normal because you go from the age of 18 to have an inordinate power. You, you don't have a chance to mature. He hasn't had that chance to mature. And so he has a... Um, a very, very limited view of the world based on his experience, which is exponential power from day one, right? And so you get that kind of megalomania thing that, that, that goes with that, you know? He hasn't had to struggle for a dollar or wonder what he's doing next or, you know, some of the things that ordinary people have to concern themselves with. So his view on AI is that, uh, oh, it's not a problem. But there, there are two different types of AI. There's artificial superintelligence and artificial narrow intelligence. Now, I'm not scared of artificial narrow intelligence. That's when you have a specific area uh, that the intelligence, like a self-drive car or even a calculator, that's artificial narrow intelligence. But superintelligence in the Nick Bystrom definition is intelligence that goes across all different human realms, creativity, science, arts, humanity, emotions, um, physical dexterity. And a superintelligence would be better than humans in all of those. And if that happens, we ostensibly develop a new species which will have more power for, than us. Now, they may, uh, they may uh, develop their own agenda. They may not. Um, but it's like us. And the example is uh, humans, if we want to build a highway, now, we don't go out and damage animals just for the fun of it. But if there's an anthill where we want to build a highway, too bad ants, we're just building the highway. It's not that we care or not care for the ants it's just that this is what we're doing and we just do it and so if you have a super intelligence we could you know become subservient to them we don't know what the agenda would be so i think that mark zuckerberg uh, mark zuckerberg doesn't quite have either 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 the caring or the understanding not sure which one it is but elon musk i feel like i feel like those two entrepreneurs are at, at the opposite end of, of of a scale in terms of what they want to do for humanity and and um zuckerberg i don't think he has any objectives other than to increase his power. I really, I really don't believe in the Zuckerberg initiative and all that stuff that he's doing. I really don't believe it. I, 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 sorry, I just can't buy it. So we can be wary about the pitfalls of technology, but there's still a lot of room for optimism, isn't there? Would you call yourself an optimist more than a pessimist? Oh, yeah, I'm an absolute optimist. And, and, and I, I, um, I can go either way, but I make a, a decision to be optimistic because if I'm not, there's too many negative things you can you could really look at and you could get yourself down about it. So I actually make like a physical um, choice to be optimistic despite some of the things that we see around us in the world. Otherwise, it just life's too hard. You actually have to choose to be optimistic. And if you're optimistic, 
then the people around you become optimistic because they catch your disease, right? They feel how you feel. We, we catch it off each other. And so the more optimistic we are, the more likely we're, we are to do things that end in positive results or positive outcomes or optimistic outcomes. If we're pessimistic, we'll, we'll go back the other way. Uh, so I, I choose to be optimistic about um, the possibilities. And again, it comes down to that shaping thing. Certain things are inevitable, but um, their format and their shape is not inevitable. Yeah. And it, and it goes back to why you do things and your motivation for doing stuff too, isn't it? There was something you wrote uh, really well. Actually, I didn't um, prep you on this one, but oh, okay. it's called, you said, uh, setting, <laughs> sorry, setting goals can be harder than it sounds. Here's a simple way to do it. Write down the answer to these three questions. Do you remember writing this? No, it I says, <laughs> what am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to achieve, avoid, and preserve? Oh, and yeah, it, yeah, and it's go. a really yeah. nice little sort of yeah. uh, thing about, you know, what, what am I trying to achieve, what am I trying to avoid, and what am I trying to deserve as a way to kind of capture, you know, where we're going and what we're aiming for. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it, for me, yeah, I, it's funny. I think a friend told me that and I thought, wow, I was so inspired I want to write about it. So for me, I want to achieve, um, I want to help people with their life and their income and their independence. I want to do something that has a positive impact on society and, and maybe leave a legacy. That's that pride thing and that comes, you know, if I've, I've written a couple of books, so that leaves something behind that's hopefully of value. Um, so that's what I want to achieve. I want to avoid being a jerk and avoid um, – no, no, really, that's it. And it's actually working really easy. Jerks. Working with jerks, being a jerk and doing jerk stuff. <laughs> Anything to do with jerks, I, don't, I want to avoid that at all costs. Um, and I want to avoid um, having a negative impact on the environment and the world around us, right? And the thing that I want to preserve is my health, you know, my mind and my body. They're the only two things I'll ever own. And I want to preserve, you know, the, the harmony and relationships that I have with people. Mm. And, and your independence. Oh, would, yeah, would, yeah would absolutely. So, yeah, so I want to preserve, you know, financial independence and being able to, like, if there's one thing I can achieve going forward, all I want to do is achieve um, my ability to not have to work for a big corporation ever again. Uh, more than a day at a time. No, no, really. And, and, yeah, and actually, sure. that, that actually creates more value for the corporations too because they need someone who can see the outside world and bring that into their world. So that's where the value comes. But I don't want to work in like a, an office in a full-time environment. I'm not even sure if I ever want to have a startup with a lot of people working for me. I'd rather build one up to a certain stage and then exit it like I have done in the past rather than actually, I don't want to run a big company with hundreds of people after me because my ego isn't about that. I actually want to create work that has a value for people and in some ways that's why i prefer blogging and linkedin and those kind of areas than instagram because instagram's all about look at me and i'm actually about no actually look at you let's create some value for you mm-hmm. and that i i've certainly been through phases of like that i you know i started the the campfire film foundation and that was hard work i learned a lot about business and all the rest of it but i I, th- I think for me, it's about moving through phases. So right now, I actually want to work with other people. I want other people to do the boring stuff and the bookkeeping <laughs> and the sales and the marketing. And yeah. I just want to do like a little job because, but so to me, but there's also some comfort that comes with that. So being being a freelancer and being a self-starter and a, doing all that stuff comes with its own risks. It and does. you had a nice way of explaining that, the sort of spectrum of that. Yeah, so there's, so, so there's this spectrum of, of life on what you choose to do financially. Look, I think every runs an entrepreneur, a born entrepreneur. And even if you work for someone, I still say you're an entrepreneur. You're the CEO of your own personal services corporation. You just have one big important customer, otherwise known as your boss. But there's this spectrum of freedom and security, right? That That's the spectrum. And people prefer to be on different parts of that scale. So for me, I value freedom more than I value security. 
right? And, and if you're on the far end of the scale, that's the entrepreneurial scale where you're prepared to take risks to have freedom. You know, I want to wear what I want to wear, get up when I want to get up, do the projects I want to do. And that means that I don't necessarily have money on the 15th of the month dropping in my account because I've sacrificed security for more of that freedom. Now, some people, and, and look, and I will say that everyone wants both of those things because they're innate human needs, freedom and security. They're two things that we all want, right? Um, but where you're prepared to go on the scale varies a lot. So some people say, look, I would like freedom, but you know what I value more? I value more the money at the end of the month. I want the security of knowing I can turn up five days a week. I know where I'm going to go, where I need to be. It means someone has to tell me what to wear, what to do, and whatever. But the price of that is that I have the security of the um, potential income that's going to land in there. So there's this scale, and we, you know, one of the challenges in life is to work out where you belong on that scale, right? But here's the trick: is that at different points in your life, you'll want to be on different parts of that scale. It's not fixed. Sometimes in your life you might want to be right in security. You've got a young family. You might want to say, look, as much as I love freedom, my family's more important to me. I don't want to be able to feed my family and look after them and pay them more. So I'm going to go right down the security angle. Then some other people say, oh, look, you know, right now I don't care. I just want freedom. I just want to – and that's what happened to me when I left corporate. I, was, I just said I'm, out, I'm over the security bit. I want to go um, freedom. But there is a trick, right, is that I, I honestly deep down in my heart of heart believe that um, you can find a way to have both. If you build revenue streams that are independent and you have a number of revenue streams, ironically, by pursuing freedom, you get more security. So this year I've had 70 customers. If I lose one, I've still got 69 customers. Right? That's, that's, so my security's actually increased, weirdly. Now, it took a period of being down before I got there. You know, it takes a period of uncertainty and instability and low income to get there. You know, so what I want to have is multiple sources of revenue so that my security is increased at the same time as having freedom. And that for me is the art that I'm trying to teach people, is how to have freedom and security at the same time. And the best way to get it is to invest in yourself and invest in learning new things and moving up that learning curve and creating value for others. Because the more value you create for others rather than yourself, like if you say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, you're, then you're thinking, gee, how can I create more value and get a higher price for my services rather than give me a job, give me a promotion. It's about them. And so then that way you can create more value and increase your security, but maybe even increase your freedom at the same time as well. So it's, it's a real scale.